0: This is the Timepieces History Podcast, where each bite-sized show shares the story of a place, person or object from the past. Here's your host, Gudrun Lorette.
1: Welcome to the Timepieces History Podcast. Today, in episode 7, we're looking at one of the most quintessentially English pastimes ever, the afternoon tea. Now, the afternoon tea consists of two important parts, copious amounts of hot fresh tea and delicious morsels to delight the taste buds. However, there are all kinds of variations when it comes to what the food actually is, or even what defines an afternoon tea compared to other similar meals. So let's start with the staple, the tea itself. Of course, like so many other things beloved by the British, it's actually about as multicultural as you can get. It thought that tea originated in China, in the Yunnan region, where it had medicinal purposes, and it's found recorded in a text from the 3rd century AD. Tea travelled around the world, being introduced to sailors, merchants and priests, and gained popularity in Britain only in the 17th century. Once it arrived in Britain, we promptly decided we'd start a rival tea production company in India, and named it the English East India Company. There are all sorts of Chinese origin myths around tea, but my favourite is this rather grisly one. The founder of Chan Buddhism, a man called, forgive me, I don't know how to pronounce this one, Bodhi Rama, fell asleep after spending nine years meditating in front of a wall. Appalled by his weakness, he cut off his eyelids, they fell to earth and grew into tea bushes. It seems a rather extreme response to having a nap, but I'm grateful that he did, because tea is probably one of my favourite things. So whatever the real story, from its beginnings in China, tea went to Japan, where it became a key part of the culture and led to the tea ceremony, which is still performed today. Portuguese sailors trading in the East were the first Europeans to taste tea in the late 16th century, but it was the Dutch who took over their trading routes who introduced it to the West. This time, it was only the wealthy who could afford to pay the high price for tea leaves. Later, tea rooms sprung up in Glasgow, London and then further afield, where respectable ladies could go and socialise with friends. And of course, you needed something to hold the tea, and teapots are also an ancient invention. Teapots are recorded as early as 1500 BC, during the Sung Dynasty period in China. Known as Yixing teapots, they were made from purple or red earthenware, and came from the Jiangsu province. Each teapot was used for a different type of tea, and was for one person only. Teapots can be made from a variety of metals, such as ceramic, trendy glass or metal. And If you've ever been in an English chip shop, you'll know that uh, metal teapots are what you get. They're almost always guaranteed to leak and you'll probably burn yourself on the side. Japanese teapots were decorated with all kinds of patterns and had a handle at the top or at the rear. In India, tea drinking really only gained popularity in the 20th century and glass or bone china pots are only used for special occasions. It's worth noting that early teapots were fragile and breakable, so the East India Company commissioned artists in China to design a branded teapot in the more robust local porcelain. So what else features in an afternoon tea? Well, according to the afternoon tea website, it should feature delicate sandwiches, preferably cut into fingers, pastries and cakes. The afternoon tea was introduced in the 1840s to stave off hunger before a later evening meal, typically around 8 o'clock at night. Scones, which are so popular these days, didn't begin to appear in the selection until the start of the 20th century. Sandwich fillings tend to be things like egg and cress, smoked salmon and cream cheese, roast ham and mustard, and my nana's afternoon tea favourite, cucumber. Often something chicken-based features as well. Coronation chicken, invented for the coronation of Queen Elizabeth II, is a good choice. It's a peculiar-sounding mix of sliced cooked chicken, mayonnaise and curry paste or creamed curry, and occasionally sultanas, but it's actually very good. Then we have high tea, which is not actually anything like an afternoon tea. This was favoured by the working classes, simply the meal for the men coming home from work. It would usually be a hot meal served with a pot of tea and bread and butter. Just to add to the confusion, in the north of England, tea is the term for the evening meal and dinner for the midday meal, while elsewhere, dinner is the evening meal and lunch is the midday one. Finally, there is the cream tea, with scones and jam and clotted cream. Originating in Devon and Cornwall, the meal is traditionally only the scones and the tea, but scones with clotted cream and jam are often offered with an afternoon tea. The scones are usually plain, but fruit scones will work quite well. There's much debate on the best way to prepare your scone. Apparently, the Devonshire method has the cream first on one scone half, the jam on top, and the Cornish preference is the jam first and then the cream. Personally, I prefer the Cornish method because otherwise you're smearing the jam into the cream and it looks messy. So, let me know which way you eat yours and what your favourite tea time treat is. Thank you for listening and tune in next time.
0: Thank you for listening to the Time Pieces History Podcast. Don't forget to listen next time for more quick history facts.